Hello, dear listener. It is Nadia, your host of What She Doing Now. And as promised, I am back with the follow-up to last week's Married to Medicine LA with Imani and her pending divorce saga. So last night was the part two of her revealing to her castmates, I don't even know if I can call them friends, but her castmates that she's actually getting divorced. And I found that episode really interesting because you had an opportunity to see different friendship dynamics, relationship dynamics, and a little bit of professional dynamics. And my question that I walked away with from this episode is, what do you do if your therapist doesn't have it all together? I mean, I know we're human. Everybody's human. Everybody goes through things. But we go to these people for advice and to talk through our issues and to help them guide us through whatever traumas we're dealing with. And it's like, what do you do when your therapist doesn't have it all together? And that's kind of what makes me cringe about some of these shows because all brands of crazy doesn't need to necessarily be put on TV. Not saying that Imani is crazy, but with all of these doctors, sometimes I look at their actions and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I'd want to go to them at this point after airing all that on TV. So let's break down what we saw last night. So I found it really interesting that most of the women rallied around her, but Jasmine was decidedly off to the side. And this, I think, is bleeding through from several episodes ago or maybe even the end of last season where... You know, Jasmine's just kind of this in-your-face person like, I want to be your friend and we need to now act like we're besties and we need to do stuff together and you need to call me when stuff is going on. And most people are like, no, you need to chill. This can be organic and we will grow closer over time. But just because you declare friendship doesn't mean you have all the rights and privileges of a bestie that's been knowing me for years or that I've built up trust with. So there's always been this kind of clash where Amani's like, yeah, yeah, okay, we can work on a friendship. And Jasmine's kind of like, no, we need to be besties. And then when she doesn't have the first hearing of information or she's not privy to everything that's going on in someone's life, then she's kind of pissed. So when Amani says, oh, you know, me and my husband were separated. We are getting a divorce. This has been three weeks in the making. Jasmine, like, was clearly pissed. Like, what? Like, you know, kind of like a you didn't tell me first kind of thing. So when everybody else gets out their seat to rally around Imani and say, we're here for you. What do you need us to do? Do you need us to come and have sleepovers with you? How can we support you? And Jasmine's over to the side looking all pissy like, I have no words. And I just thought that was, like, really interesting. You have to really be mindful of who's really applauding you and supporting you and who just wants to selfishly be the main person for whatever selfish reason reasons they need to be fed. Um, I mean, I think when all that plays back, it'll be glaring that she's not really there for a friendship. She just needs to be in on everybody's business. And when you don't give her that, it's a real problem. And I was just like, wow, I wonder if I have people like that in my life. I wonder if I've been that way in someone else's life. It was just an interesting dynamic when you're seeing it 
stepped back from it and you're just kind of watching it play out I was just like that's a really interesting dynamic because it was so obvious I mean literally everybody else was out their seat with hugs and words and she was really far off in the distance still sitting in her seat drinking her wine looking all pissy like you know some little child that didn't get her way so then they all take this road trip because you know all of these shows have to have a road trip <laughs> they all have to go on a trip somewhere and and pretend like they're besties and normally there's a fallout along the lines although I will say that this trip seems to have gone better than like any trip on the Real Housewives so there's that like there nobody came to blows there were no near fist fights I don't even think there was a big argument or blow up last night maybe there's a part three coming to this I don't know but last night actually went pretty well for a group trip and um, there, there's one time when they're having breakfast and they're all discussing like, OK, how long has this been breaking down? And they showed a snippet of it last week and she was like essentially five years. And it's just like, what would make someone stay in a loveless marriage for that long? You know, she says that she wanted security when she got married. She says that she wanted someone to help her raise her son. And she found those two things in her husband. But there was not much else. So it's like, do you just not think you're worth a real relationship where you are treasured and valued? Or I don't know. I mean, you know, when you haven't really been husband and wife for five, the last five years of your marriage, it's like, what are you still there for? And I can only imagine that as a psychiatrist, she's had people sit on her couch with very similar issues. And it's like, what did you tell them? Did you tell them to value, your, to value yourself and get out and leave and, and find a love that you're worthy of? kind of thereby making yourself a hypocrite or did you encourage people to stay because that's what you know and that's what you're doing I just don't know I was <laughs> you know that's the part that kind of threw me I'm like it would be kind of different if she's a pediatrician but she's a therapist like there's had to be actually I think she's a psychiatrist she's actually a doctor so it's like you have gone through all the medical schooling and all the levels and all the internships. So you've got any and everything sitting on your couch, any kind of situation. So it's like, what were you advising people to do? Because here you are in a situation and it's not going so good. And I don't know. I mean, was that the best decision? I would like to think there's something better than I'm tied to someone that doesn't really love me. She meant she mentioned that when they got married or somewhere along the way, I really couldn't tell if it was something he said recently or something he said like years ago, but I thought I could grow to love you and I just didn't. I just, whenever you heard that, you should have been out the door. Like, <laughs> I don't know when that conversation actually played out because she wasn't too clear on it. But whenever that situation happened, you should have pretty much been out the door at that point. Because what are you staying for at this point? And what are you telling people who are coming to you for solid advice? And they're in that similar situation. I just, it made me wonder. They did have a snippet of her counseling someone. But that person was dealing with, I want to say schizophrenia or... 
I don't know. I mean, she she asked the woman, are you still taking your meds? Are you hearing the voices? Are the voices telling you to do anything? And the woman's like, nope, 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 I'm good. As long as I take my meds, I don't hear anything, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, good. We'll keep taking your meds. And I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> I think if I was a patient, I wouldn't have even had cameras in on that session. But more power to her for showing that snippet. And it was a black client or patient and we don't usually see or talk about black people with schizophrenia or hearing voices or whatever that diagnosis is so I guess that was a nice glimpse to put a face and a color to some of these mental diagnoses that we normally brush under the rug especially in the black community and I know Amani is really passionate about that she did show a snippet of her being in, I believe, Essence Magazine talking about mental health in the black community. So she's really passionate about that. So maybe that was the purpose of that snippet. Again, as the client, I probably would have been like, no, my whole session is off limits. Sorry, I'm not going to be the one putting my business on TV like that. But yeah, that's where we are with the money. So whatever finally broke she's finally moved on for it from it um she sees that you know he's not fighting the divorce so it seems to be full steam ahead now and they did have a conversation with their son off camera letting him know that they are getting divorced so hopefully the husband at least steps up and remains a father figure because he's been in this child's life since the child was 2 but i just don't know how you sit there and do a disservice to someone that you actually walked down the aisle and married and vowed to be a spouse to. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm wishing her well. I'm hoping again, like I said last week, that this doesn't put her into some kind of downward spiral because she herself has struggled with depression. And that's another thing. Like, again, if your therapist is struggling can you trust your therapist? I mean, I'm sure she's good when she's at her peak as a person. But how do you counsel someone through depression? And I have to believe that that's probably the number one diagnosis that walks through any therapist's door, even if it's coupled or mingled with other diagnoses. Depression seems to be either the culprit or the end result of a lot of things going wrong with our chemical imbalances. So it's like, how can you yourself be struggling with depression, trying to get someone through depression? <laughs> I just, I don't understand. So maybe there's a therapist out there that can answer these questions. Maybe there's even someone out there that I can interview in the future, feel free to reach out to me. And, you know, I would love to just sit down and have these conversations because we're at a time when so many people are going to need therapy. And we almost, I think, look at therapists as if they're immune to what's going on in the world, but we're in the world just like us. So you you have these protests going through the streets. You have this massive job loss. You have all of this uncertainty. People that were getting unemployment, now that's going to be cut soon. People that had a reprieve from their rent and some of their bills, now that's almost up because a landlord can only hold out for so long. 
there's just a ton of uncertainty right now. So we can't really think that even our therapists are immune. And I know that most therapists, most good ones anyway, that actually follow their protocols, like therapists have therapists, but at some point you can only go so far up the level, (laughs) you know, like I'm a therapist and then I go to this person and then my therapist goes to a therapist. At some point you're kind of running out of therapists to go to. So it's, you know, it's just kind of an interesting question to me that was left hanging kind of like this unwritten sentiment that was kind of left hanging over her entire situation. Because I think we have to go, we have to look at therapists and psychiatrists a little differently. Because when you go to a lot of these people, you're putting your mental health, your mental care in their hands. And depending on what the situation is, there's like this breakdown period where they have to like deprogram something. And then at that point, you're really, really vulnerable. And then they like build you back up to be like this better person that you were meant to be. And if there's some kind of falter in that breaking down process or that process when you're really vulnerable, then people are left in a much worse state than when they never saw this person. So we kind of need our therapist to be on point. And that's just my sentiment of it, not being that great with therapy because ha- I haven't done it a lot. But that's just my viewpoint. Like I know, depending on what people are going through, there's a real vulnerable period that happens. And your therapist shouldn't be in depression while they're trying to build you up to be something better. There needs to be some kind of tried and true system on their side. Like, okay, I recognize these signs of myself and this is what I need to do to get myself to my best self so that I can help others. And I just, I'm not really sure if that's completely happening. So, of course, I'm going to play out the, the rest of the season, see what happens. But anytime I see stories of divorce unfolding, of course, that triggers <laughs> that triggers my field and my expertise because that's what I've been doing for the past 10 years is divorces. So I thought it was just an interesting dynamic to play out. And it almost seems like there's a, another pending divorce on the horizon as well. Um, I can't remember the other woman's name, but she's like ex-military. And she, I don't know, she always kicks her husband out the bed and sleeps with her son. And I'm just like, all right, that ain't going to last long. And, you know, they outright asked her last in last night's episode, like, does your husband make you feel very valued or wanted? And she's like, no, not like my son. And it's like, oh, OK, well, this could be divorce number two, like whole lot going on in this one episode. We're only like four episodes into the season. And I don't know whose marriage is going to be left standing at the end of it. But it's always nice to watch all of this from my couch. So tune in if you like, or just listen to my recaps on Sundays or Mondays, because I'll probably have something to recap at the end of every week. It's Married to Medicine LA comes on Sundays. Check your local listings for when this is a Bravo show put on by Andy Cohen. And there's always something going on. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. If you want to contact me, you can always email me at connectwithme at nadiagilks.com. You can leave a message on this podcast if you're listening through Anchor. And please, if you found me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are held, please follow me, follow me on social media, follow my podcast, and you will be the first to tune in to all new episodes. Have a great day.